You know uh, who uh, Gwen Stefani is, right? Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> like what you did there. Um, and you're aware of like, like kind of her style and music. Well, now she's she's a country artist. Cause yeah, she's I don't know what to, she is now, but I'm, yeah. I'm aware of her old style. I think she has a new song out. I was looking at Amazon accidentally and saw it. Um, so her first album uh, was called Love Angel Music Baby, and she had a lot of um, nods and hints towards the Japanese culture, which she's been kind of poked at in recent years for because you know everybody likes to jump down people's throat about shit that they did years ago do you think that she is a like cultural culturally appropriated by having a song called harajuku girls and hanging out with japanese girls that i believe she bought for japanese women uh shit you know i think she, she bought, bought them and they're not allowed to do anything is but the speak. harajuku i remember yeah. that that was, like that was like a that, style that was like a style style the way that you are, I am your biggest fan. Sorry, we just listened to it. I don't know that Sophie. song, oh, but I, I love that song. It, no, it's that it's a fun song. It more. So it's, she's it's really she's fun. calling it out and she's trying to use it as her own. So I don't know. Like I'm not sure what appropriation is. But do you think do you think that she is a culture vulture? <laughs> My guess was that she was doing it because she liked that style i mean it was a style i know that I, that's I don't know. that's I what mean, i was saying initially now it's I'm like, like uh, those girls when you talk about americans and like i always think of americans as like we don't have a culture really like our culture everyone tries to claim irish italian <laughs> african Chinese and like, but if you were born here, we don't really have a culture. <laughs> no, I mean, we're just so Americans. That's kind of why I think some Americans claim a culture that they're not, I mean, their ancestors might be, but they really don't know anything about it. So I don't know that she has any Japanese in her. I don't know. Probably I, not. I haven't looked at her ancestry.com. Uh, but we, there really isn't an American culture in a way. No, there's, it's really like, I mean, yeah. like there's stereotypes of other cultures. I mean, there's stereotypes of Americans, but there's no culture really. Um, Especially for white people, white Americans, we have no culture, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I got some comments, um, but I, so I, I would say no. I mean, I think she's doing her thing. It's just probably something she liked and. Again, I I think sometimes white people borrow from other cultures because we don't have a culture in America. <laughs> I, it's a that's a satisfying answer. I, I'll go with it. When when it initially came up years ago, I remember saying the same thing. I was like, no, I mean, if she likes it, she likes it. I mean, what like what like is she not allowed to like something? But then I think what it what happened with it, why it became a problem, is because she's making money off of it. I think that's why it's a problem. And again, I think she bought those women. She bought four Japanese women somewhere. I don't know where, but I want to know because I like Japanese women. <laughs> uh, but no, either way, it's I, I honestly, I'm a black dude in America, so I don't, you know, like I think I'm supposed to say yes, it's a problem, but I don't think it's a problem. 
And then like she married Blake Sheldon, I think. So now it's even Yeah, weirder. I was wondering if she Like where's her him. where's her Japanese? Did she marry at? him? I don't know. I think. I'm just saying yes. Like, is he the guy on the show with her? I guess. I don't know because I don't fucking watch those shows. Damn. Like, we're like, we're a horrible fucking pop culture podcast. <laughs> I can tell you that shit. But At least for that, yeah. My, certain certain things. My friend's wife, she has a show on IGTV called um, Chickens at Lunch, her and her sister. And it's it's a it's a cute show. Um, I think about it sometimes when, when we're recording. And I'm like, dude, I think we have like a lot more like flair, but we don't know what the fuck we're talking about, where they know what they're talking about. But I think they're like a little more mellow. And it's like, huh, somehow we have to channel that and that, learn that, shit. That same conversation, though, about that's always come up in music, especially hip hop, of like the white rappers, mm-hmm. like Eminem stealing black culture, um, third base stealing black culture. And then where I liked House of Pain, House of Pain claimed Irish, but they're not, they're not from Ireland which a lot of people think they're from LA. <laughs> they weren't from Boston either. They're yeah, straight from LA. And in fact, the DJ is Russian. So, <laughs> well, but the reason they claimed the Irish was just to claim a heritage. And I think their reasoning was America had no culture. So it's like they're listening to music, whether they're claiming some culture or stuff in their music. And that's the way they could. Um, Eminem's called the Black Elvis, you know. I mean, the white El- or the Elvis of hip hop. Sorry. <laughs> so I, I also think about it though too. It's like, just in case I offend any of our Irish friends out there, it's like the Irish are always like, like they find something, they get behind it, and they charge. Like House of Pain. I was like, oh, House of Pain. I like House of Pain. I was like, really? You drunk? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, been they, drinking Mickey's? the, the yeah. first album was the yeah. talking about the stereotypical Irish stuff. It was basically oh. that first album was a bar drinking, street fighting, um, drunk album freestyle. But, but then in more recent years, then we have Conor McGregor. But not just the Irish fans, though. It's like here in the, but I think that's more of like people just like to get on the bandwagon of something. He knocked out the long standing champion, Jose Aldo, in 13 seconds. And it's like, Oh wow! Get behind this guy, and then he got choked by Nate Diaz. Um, and so, yeah, maybe not. Nate got behind him and choked him. But yeah, I think people <laughs> do like to claim a culture. Yeah. And like House of Pain tried to break away from that Irish thing, but uh-huh. that first album was so unbelievably Irish. They got labeled as like people literally thought they were from Ireland. <laughs> so those people are stupid. Um, but yeah, but- people love to jump on like you see people like conor mcgregor because he's irish and they're like i'm irish well, but like do you know anything really about being irish was like um we a uh, childhood friend we grew up with i remember always screaming 100 percent irish it's like i i'm willing to bet green money that you're not yeah almost no one in america is 100 percent anything <laughs> but yeah it was all like a popular thing to claim for some reason and it's I mean, really weird because you're not because they got a holiday we don't <laughs> live literally anything of i'm part irish but i don't have any connection to ireland i don't know anything about the culture i've never been taught anything most irish people can't tell you what saint patrick's day is but they fucking party hard on saint patrick's day of course 
mean, my last I mean, name is Irish. One of my uh, like when I used to work storage, I had a tenant come in. He saw my last name. I was like, "Oh, you know your last name's Irish." I was like, "I guess." <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, and claiming Irish used to be cool too because it was like, well, that was the one white cultural group that was kind of oppressed some and grouped yeah. into these others, and they'd be like, "Oh, we, yeah, I know what it's like to be black because I was <laughs> Irish." Like what? <laughs> uh, yeah. No. People are people are great, but people love to say that. Like people, people are fantastic. People people want to. So many people want to have a, a a cause the champion behind, and so many people want to be like, "Well, I was down at the bottom once too." Like, but where are you? Yeah, and I, I've literally heard Irish people talk about like how when they defended themselves from England, like they're these rebels. I'm like, but that wasn't you. You don't know anything about that. Well, so, but then. That, <laughs> but you feel part of it. But but then you also have that, though, here with cats that run around the Confederate flag. Yep. They talk about, you know, yeah, I don't know. They, they talk southern about. Southern pride. They talk about A nonsense. lot of people think it's southern pride because they're from the south and refuse to believe it could be racist <laughs> because their parents told them it's. Southern pride. And, and let me guess, the Civil War is about economics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so. I mean, if you want to root for a losing team, go ahead. Hey, I might show up to the reenactment this year. <laughs> trying to get in. <laughs> well, they were for the North. I mean, at least you'll win. I, I I told you I was telling you before uh, we start recording. I think every four years they're going to do a 2020 election reenactment. That's the, there's tons of flags still around my work, like Trump uh, keep America great flags and Trump 2020 flags. I'm just like yo. I believe it. Most of what I are, see on Instagram is so political is pro Trump. Yo, they're so wild, yo. But I'm going to be honest. You know what's really wild? I forgot that Biden was the president. <laughs> Now Biden doesn't because he doesn't I, have a press conference but, every other day. But I bet you Biden forgot he was president too. I mean, he might have. <laughs> That's the thing. A lot of people, you know, they diss Biden. I don't know. People are brainwashed. Mm-hmm. We know what we think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably can't get that deep into it. I don't want to get too deep into it because, like I always say, I don't know a lot about politics. So I try not to talk about it because I don't know shit, and I don't need nobody coming at me talk about you don't know shit. I know I don't know shit. Because, because number one, I don't, like, so after Trump won in 2016, I went to two different friends, uh, Holmes. They both voted Hillary. Was, was he running against Hillary? I don't fucking know. I don't care. That's partly why he won. <laughs> that <laughs> so, wasn't a good choice. So I, I was at two different people's homes, um, you know, within, you know, right after the election, maybe even inauguration, I want to say. And... Each of these individuals was nonstop glued to CNN and just looking for anything for them to say negative about Trump and like how much they hate him. I was like, I'm going to go. This is too fucking negative. It's like people on both sides, you know, they want to be angry. It's like, dude, relax. Why can't we just be happy? Why can't we just hug? Yeah, it's come to the point now where Republicans hate Democrats and most, I mean, not all, but a lot of Democrats hate Republicans. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. become, you ride or die for your squad. <laughs> and what's goofy is the squad that they're voting yeah, for yeah, wouldn't ride or and, die for them. Right. <laughs> and they can't admit 
if if anything, for our six listeners, it's okay to change your mind. It's okay. Absolutely. You can claim something 10 years ago and be like, eh, I don't know that this was right. You know, I, was, I used to be, I don't want to say I used to be super religious, but I used to try to go to church, trying to find God in my life. You know, last time I went to church, um, it was on Easter Sunday. I can't remember what year. I want to say 2014, maybe 2013. And a former coworker, she sees me in church and goes, Dante, you're here today. Mind you what day it is. It felt like today was a good day for a comeback. <laughs> it was the last time I went to church. <laughs> That's probably the last time I've been to church. It wasn't Easter. And whenever I'd go to church with my mom and brother, my mom would, we'd always be late. She just was the type that runs late to everything. So it'd be embarrassing. Cause must we, be, you must got some black in her. We wouldn't have a seat. We'd be standing in the back. That's yeah. just what you do. Yeah, that's what you we gotta do. You got to go on Easter. <laughs> I used to go to church like regularly. Um, in a like a tank top, just show up, basketball beater, you know, basketball tank top. You know, like just got done playing ball. Meanwhile, I just woke up, probably you know, off a hard night of drinking. The churches in Colombia were odd because it was like casual dressed, but there was a while I would show up with because I always wore a hat as a kid. Then suddenly people started having issues with me wearing a hat, so I would stop showing up with the hat. Fuck them. Yeah, but it was kind of weird. It was just like, I'm a kid still. Um, I didn't mean to be disrespectful by wearing a hat. What um, what uh, religion did you all practice when you were growing so up? So I was born, I mean, well, yeah, it's just funny. It is funny, too, how religion really is, should be a choice, but you're like, you could yeah. be born as if that's your identity. And you get baptized and shit. Yeah, so I was Catholic, Roman Catholic. So my grandmother was straight off the boat from England. So we were, and Gross. she was extremely Catholic. Yeah, like she went to church almost every day once she was retired. Was also a very big alcoholic, like a Catholic. Huh. All right, <laughs> there, there it came in. All right, I, now I see it. I got you. I got you. But yeah, I did the whole confessions. Oh, that's wild. Communion, like like the Usher album. These are my confessions. I don't know. I went into some room as a little kid. Oh, You're stop, stop, to... stop. We can't talk about that on... Mm-hmm. No, boy, don't be talking about that. I know what Pastor Sally did to you. It is strange that you were supposed to drink the blood and eat the body. So did you all do that? You did that at every... Every time. Okay. So literally, our... What would you call it? Session? No. I don't know. But every Sunday, church... Mass? Mass was literally 95% chanting the exact same thing. We stand up, sit down at the exact same time. We chant the same thing. And it's very culty. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so I grew up, I don't, know, I don't know if I grew up, but like when I was at my grandparents, we're Lutheran. And that's an offshoot of uh, Catholicism. So all the same shit. So... I would never take um, communion. I didn't know what the fuck it was. So when they went up and lined up and drank their wine and ate their bread, I never did it. I just, because I didn't know what the fuck it was. So my pastor lived down the street from us. And 
you know, I went through uh, the process, you know, do my confirmation and whatnot. And then I started doing communion. I remember my pastor says to me, he was like, I respect the fact that, you know, you aren't doing communion because you don't know what it is. And honestly, it wasn't even that at that point. I just, I was like, I don't know what the fuck y'all are doing and it's dumb. Yeah. And I mean, well. Yeah. Then it got to a point where. You're probably going to offend some people. Fuck them. So I would go up, you know, I, I would do my thing. I would, I would drink the grape juice at first. Then one day I decided, let's try some of that fire water. So, you know, I took, took a little sip of the wine. I said, like, oh, my stars. Hmm. So I, I never did the wine. Uh, I don't know it if it was real wine or not. No, it was wine, but it was gross. <laughs> but we, it was funny. My church did the, the bread where it's those mm. potato chip looking circles. Oh, so you did the wafers. Yeah, but no. no, they would always run out. And then for the kids, they would use these little breadcrumbs because they didn't want to waste the good ones on the kids. Oh, fuck them. We had like, so my grandparents, we were always early for church. And they, you know, they, uh, I think once a month they were responsible for the bread and the wine. The wine was already there. So we were really responsible for setting up. So I got to pour the wine and the uh, grape juice. <laughs> and I mind you now, we're at a little later point in life where I didn't got a taste and uh, I don't got a problem, but you know. I started taking those sips of wine, but the bread that we got was really good bread. Like, and obviously there's going to be leftover bread because the whole loaf, it was like this big loaf about maybe 15 inches long, like big loaf of bread. Y'all had, Um, y'all were way upgraded over us. We just had the wafers and some breadcrumbs. Lutheran, baby, that's why we branched off because we didn't want those motherfucking wafers. (laughs) Shit was trash. That whole thing was really strange. It's I, like, I bet we, you what, what happened was Martin Luther showed up one day. It was like, hey, yo, I got the bread. And I don't know who is it? St. Peter? Let's go to St. Peter. You, did you have it, it like, where nope. they would put it in your hand or put it in your mouth? No, they would put it in our hand. So I think you could have either or. Yeah, that's how ours was. But the big majority I, not, do it straight to your mouth. Nah, that's suspect. really awkward. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Nah, I, like, I would walk up with my hand cuffed. So I think the thing is, though. Like, because I would see people like cup like this and then straight like dump the bread in their mouth, like just straight from the cup. Whereas I would just, okay, you put the bread there in my hand, I'm going to use my other hand, pick it up and eat it. And most people did that. But they're like, uh, basically, don't let that bread fall and hit the floor. I don't know what the consequences were going to be, but I was tempted to do it one day because I want to know what happens if I drop this bread on the floor. Like, are they going to beat me? Yeah, Because I wanted to know. What if you just threw it up in there and caught it with your mouth? Like again, I was tempted. I, I wanted to try. That would probably freak out a lot of people. Nah, fuck them. Um, Unless you caught it, though, I'd be like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, catching it like he's he's the one. He has risen <laughs> on Easter Sunday. <laughs> uh, okay, so. It was a good uh, 20 minute intro there. <laughs> we already offended a lot of people. Good. If anybody's in here 20 minutes in, uh, well, actually, I say 20 minutes in, but once I edit, because I got to take, so there was a part in there that I probably got to cut. And then also, um, no, yeah. So it might be about 20 minutes. Yeah. We'll be good because it was only a second. It wasn't like, oh, I got to take 15 minutes out again. Um, but welcome to the show. Uh, Steve, Dante, we're here, uh, and we're drinking beer. 
We have three drinks to so, break. Yeah, yeah. So I I only drink this in the in the can drink. I haven't messed with the water over here, which I probably should have. But I know it's delicious because you left some here before, and I drank the rest of them. They are actually pretty good. Um. So let's go ahead and and jump into this. Let's talk about this beer. What you got? All right. So first beer today. It's called Taj Mahal Premium Lager Beer. Never heard of it. Again, want to try something new every time. Clearly, it's some kind of Indian beer, Gross. but it's brewed in California, <laughs> <laughs> but says product of India. <laughs> well, what a lie that is. I was going to say product of India for export out of India, but brewed in California. Maybe it's from India. Maybe it's from California. Anyways... So I would say it's a lager beer. Um, it's four and a half percent. Typical light beer percentage. What do you think of the taste? I, it wasn't terrible. I think um, one thing stands out with it is that it's not very bitter. No, no, it's not. Um, if I showed up to a party and they had this and only this, I'd be okay. Now, if I showed up to a party and had this and some other options, I'd go with the other options. I wouldn't be mad if this was the only one there. Yeah, but like I this, definitely like this. This isn't this isn't the first pick. You know? Yeah, I don't know if I would like next time I buy beer be craving this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's definitely not bad at all. Like I wouldn't treat this beer like the ugly girl like the dance for sure. Like, I'd say it's a typical light beer, but if you don't like bitter, this is maybe a step up. I don't, yeah, I don't think it's bitter at all. It was, it was fine. Like, it's there's no fine. weird aftertaste and there's no bitterness. Mm. Well, what score would you give it? I don't remember my highest score. I think it's a seven, eight. No, no, it's dumb anyway. I'm gonna go with like a six. I'm gonna go seven. Because again, I don't hate it. I don't love it. I drink it, but. It, it's not something I would go looking for, but if it's there, I'm down to party. So. Yeah, like if someone handed me this, no way I'm turning it down. If I have Some my like choice of beers alcohol, at a liquor store, I don't know that I would be going to the Taj Mahal. Yeah, that's that's definitely not first pick in the draft. And then we had another drink. Next drink, we got... Jack Daniels, old number seven brand, Tennessee quality, and it's a whiskey and cola premix in a can. It's, um, it's basically a Jack and Coke. Premix yep, Jack pre-made. and Coke is what it so, is. It's just a can was worth um, 7%, so nothing too crazy. What do you think of this? Um, I'm familiar with it. I'm familiar with Jack Daniels and Coca-Cola Classics. Um, it's fine. I'm used to just having a regular Jack and Coke with ice and whatnot, so it could dilute it a little bit. Um, this is a little thick. Yeah, I'd say the biggest thing I notice is you taste the Jack more than the soda if you were to have a typical bar Jack and Cola. Mm. And I'm getting a lot of the smoky flavor. Well, I mean, if you had a Jack and Coke, though, from the bar, it's going to probably be about the same split, if not a little bit more Jack. But again, that ice dilutes it a little bit. So it's not as, like, aggressive. I do like it, though. Yeah. But I, I taste the smoky flavor of the whiskey 
lot heavier than a typical rum and coke or jack and coke. Well, again, I just explained that. It's like I'm fucking talking to a wall here. Because of the percentage, though, definitely thumbs up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give this a 7.5. I'm going to give it a old number 7. There we go. <laughs> this might be our best overall, I think. But the next one could beat it. Well, the the thing is, though, we've not, like, scored multiple drinks on a show, so. Yeah. Um, but I, I think the overall score of both of us, this might be the highest. Maybe. We haven't done many yet, though. Maybe. This is only, you know, episode four or five. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure which one is going to be not yet. number seven. <laughs> Um, and then we got um, Heineken Light. Heineken Water. So this, this definitely is a typical light beer. Mm-hmm. Refreshing. More beer flavored than like a Coors Light. Oh man, I just got some major thumbs down with this. That I just noticed. Yeah, we'll spit it out. These are 3.3%. Oh, no wonder I said it was water. What's that, Coors, like? Do you know what Coors Light yeah, is? Yeah, it's in the fours. Really? Oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Because they this both is taste like, like water. the lowest alcohol beer I've seen. Mm. Uh, Dang, yeah, that, that hurts its score. <laughs> I mean, taste wise, it tastes fine to me. I mean, it's refreshing for sure. Yeah, it's refreshing. I just got very done, smooth, easy. I just got done drinking. with jujitsu, so it was actually perfect for me to drink a Heineken Light. If you compare it to regular Heineken, I feel like, I don't know about you, but I feel like regular Heineken has a little bit of a skunky aftertaste. Mm-hmm. This does not have that. Mm. No, that's a fact. So Taste-wise, I mean, I, I'm, I like the taste, though, so I'm going to go 7.5. So overall for this for me would be probably a 6. The, uh, it loses a recommendation point over to 3.3, though. Oh, well, I don't recommend nothing for nobody. I'm not responsible for what you all like or don't like. If you say, hey, Dante, should I do this? I'm saying, oh, no, should you? Um. So, there's that. So, we gave you three reviews. Yeah. I hope y'all liked it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You know our one one of our listeners, he's going to get all three to test them out. Of course he is. Um, nah, I mean, I, I think, I, I think um, it's fine. <laughs> I like the choice, though, like, all together. You didn't got to get that loud, so. We got three drinks. And so you, like, yell. They all go together. That's the mic, yo. Nah, it's not. That was you for sure. Which is wild because it's like, I just did it too. Actually, no, I did. I'm looking at the thing now. It's wild because it's like, everything's been even for you. And then like, you just like, yell. Excited. Okay. All right. Relax. They got meetings for that. Chill, son. I got a question for you. Are you right. ready for this? It's not. Yeah. In hip hop, we all have our favorite rappers. Mm-hmm. A lot of it depends on lyrics. What's your favorite voice? Who's your favorite voice? My favorite voice now. Or voices, um, if you have several. No. no. Uh, I mean, I'll go with a couple that I enjoy. Um, see, but it's hard to say because I'll say a voice, 
but I'm also thinking about lyrics. I'm thinking about their lyrics. Yeah, I'm not just think- if you can, just voice alone, because the, the that does make it sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's the music that really Ghostface. That's always a favorite for me. Oh, it used to be Method Man. I mean, you know, it's. I'm not saying it's not. You know, he's got more of the like to me the raspy, smoky voice. Um, Redman's definitely. Um, another one just because like there's kind of a obnoxiousness to it that would make me want to kick them but then i enjoy listening to red man do you have a type of voice you do like i mean like some people like the high pitch like eminem was high pitched uh, i mean that's the thing i don't some really like dis- the robotic voices no for sure not that like i don't the nasally voices was a big thing i don't like or dislike anything based off of the voice per se like it, because I just don't really listen to that a lot. But if I had to say, the voice, and it's really again based on, like I say, the voice, but really it's just based on like me liking to hear this artist rap. Is like Ghostface. I can always listen to Ghostface. Um, I mean, and it, you know, even with you know newer uh, rappers, uh, Childish Gambino. Because it's not just like okay, because he's rapping, he's singing, you know, he's doing a lot of stuff. So. But, I don't know. I mean, you know, my top choice would more than likely be um, Ghostface. Like, I would say Biggie, but sometimes it sounds like he's, like, suffocating under his own fat. So, I'm like, I can't, I can't go with that. Like, like, Big Pun. Stuff. Like, Big, Big Pun, Pun was a, I thought he had a good voice. He would yeah. run out of breath sometimes. <laughs> Just understand. But, but there were sometimes I was impressed. By, so, like, on um, Twins, uh, 98, you know, when he hits that one line... Like, I was impressed because it's like, huh, I would not have thought that big dude could say that. And it's like, wow, he said it that fast. He probably had to say it that fast because he, he was running out of breath anyway. So, but I can't even remember it now. I, I, I loved it so much. I listened to it. And if I try to say it, I know I'm going to stumble and mess it up. Hold on. Dead in the middle, a little Italy, little did we know that we riddled two middlemen who didn't do diddly. Okay. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> All right. So I got a few that stood out for a second. One would be from Wu Tang. My favorite voice was RZA. Something about his voice and style I liked, even though he probably wasn't the best lyrically of Wu Tang, but I liked his voice and style. Everlast, I thought, always had a good voice. I always liked the deep, low, raspy voices. So DMX was another voice I always liked. Uh, dang, I just thought of one. Ad Rock. Even though I usually don't like nasally voices, I thought he had a good voice from Beastie Boys. It was kind of like that whiny, bratty voice, but it worked for what they were. Yeah. Um, Because I didn't like Mike D's voice. You know what's funny when I think about voices? Because you mentioned Eminem earlier, and it's like, I never really liked his voice. I don't like his voice at all. but, But the thing, I didn't like his voice early on like when he does something that's like where he's serious then it's like okay you at least sound like a you know you sound like like i can listen to you but when, you know when he's doing like you know his first single um my name is you know that's just that nasally that whole first album most, most white rappers had like a high-pitched nasally voice um, y'all need to get it together that's why i was like one of my favorite voices was everlast he's like the only white rapper of a deep raspy voice 
that sounded natural. There was a lot of white rappers that tried to sound like him and make their voice raspy, but you could tell they were faking it. <laughs> What's another good voice? Busta Rhymes had a good voice. Yeah. His tone and flow was ridiculous. DMC before he lost his voice, which apparently he was rapping in a different voice than his natural voice. That's what causes problems. Slick Rick had a unique voice. So I was gonna say Slick Rick. I do like I do like Slick Rick. His was different. Rick the Ruler. Like, what was that? I think I don't remember his name, but from the audio too, was it Milt? He had kind of a high pitched voice, but it was like one of the most popular scratches. His voice. Audio too, like Milk Perhaps. Top Bellin. What's that? You know the song Top Bellin? It sounds familiar, but I, I'd be lying if I say, "Yeah, I know what you're talking about." Do you think? Do you know Action Bronson? Yeah, do sounds like Ghostface. Like, oh yeah, he sounds exactly <laughs> like Ghostface. I heard him on something. I was like, "Is that Ghostface?" I didn't realize it till like they had the little beef where he said something. It was a stupid beef to me because I think he liked Wu Tang. But then when I heard it, I was like, "Whoa, yeah, you sound exactly like Ghostface no. Killer." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's like son. Chill. People like Jay Z's voice, which I don't like, and I hate Lil Wayne's voice. I can't stand it. I hate Lil Wayne. I want to. I I don't hate Jay Z's voice, voice, but you know, I'm not. You know, I I wouldn't go looking out for. I don't know. There's a couple tracks where it's like it's almost kind of welcoming. There's a couple Kanye tracks. Like I listen to them specifically because Jay is on it, and and I get excited for that verse. And it could just be the verse. I don't know if it's so much the voice, but um, I've been listening to a lot of Kanye recently. Like, I, I felt like, you know, since he left Kim, I was like, let me go ahead and listen because I feel like what's about to come out is about to be earth shattering. Like, I don't like Kanye as a person. I like his antics, but I love him as an artist. The Kardashians made me think the game. The game had a good voice. I like this voice. I'm trying to think. Like, I don't know that I did or didn't. Tupac had a good voice. It's pretty powerful. Yeah. yeah. I I like Ti because it's got like kind of this. Yeah, it's like this laid back, like lounging, um type type voice. Outcast had good voice, like a good contrast. Andre yeah. three thousand though yeah, had a really sure. good voice. Yeah, they definitely, they, you know, they, they played well off each other. But yeah, Big Boy had that Southern mm-hmm. quick. They were a great duo. Actually, Trick Daddy. Like, uh, uh, like I don't know, there was something about, like, I hear Trick Daddy. And I think just because I got family down in Miami. So it's like whenever he was like Miami Day, and I'm like, oh, I got family there. Like, uh, say it again. Um, actually, it did sound like my cousins, some of my cousins down there now that I think about it. But... Uh, there's one track that Big Boy is um, on with um, with Trick Daddy. It's like again that that verse comes on. It's like I just want to hear, I just want to hear Big Boy right now. Um, yeah, Drawing the wind. That's what it was. Drawing the wind. I mean, great, great. Big Boy had some killer voice uh, verses. Actually, even on um, bombs, uh, bombs over Baghdad. Like, God damn, that fucking. They had yeah, a lot of good songs. That beat. 
Do you have any rappers you like but don't like their voice? I have a few. Not like, really. I never was a fan of Snoop's I mean, voice, to be honest. I like Eminem, like but songs. I don't really care for I don't, his voice. I don't, I don't yeah, care. I don't like his voice. I don't care um, about Snoop one way or the other. I don't hate Snoop, but... Oh, Ice Cube had a great voice, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ice Cube, definitely. One of my favorite rappers is Be Real, but I can't say I like his voice. Um... I had one other. Oh, another one that's great rapper is Chuck D. I never particularly liked his voice, and some people love it, but the voice um, just wasn't for me. It it, it depends because there are times where I feel like it depends on the song I'm listening to. His voice, it's giving you a message, it's telling you something, and there has to be authority behind it. And that's most most anything that he does, but I listen to it, but it gets my attention. It's like, I got to hear what this dude's saying. And I've, I've never really been a big Public Enemy fan. Until, like, later in life, as I got older and really start to understand. Because when I was a kid, you know, listening to, to hip-hop, it was like, I want to listen to, you know, things that are going to make you dance. Things going to, like, you know, get you amped up. Public Enemy was not doing that for me. But it was making you think. And, like, making you, like, kind of get a feeling, especially being black in America. Um, And as I got older, I started listening to, like, Oh my God. Like, and I look at my wife. <laughs> They're like, oh, you fucking colonizer. Yeah, I thought Public Enemy was, I mean, beat wise were great. I liked their songs. I just didn't particularly like Chuck D's voice. I think he's a phenomenal rapper, though. And it's funny, is the Prophets of Rage are both Be Real and Chuck D. <laughs> Um, Two of my favorite rappers with terrible voices. Not, I wouldn't say terrible voices, but not voices I would prefer. I mean, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I think just in music, though, in general, because you know, he was like, I, I like to listen to a lot of different stuff. Like, because e- even if we translate this to rock, I mean, I don't know how much you know rock like you really listen to. It was like that. I start. I'm like just thinking about voices. Period. Like in rock, like like alternative. Back in the nineties, like Scott Weiland um, from Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah, I liked his voice. Um, it was the guy you liked last week that I actually don't like his voice. I don't know. Um, <laughs> another grunge singer. He did a bunch of groups. Oh, uh, Chris Cornell. Yeah, I, I actually don't like. Fucking his voice. love that dude's voice. I, I know he can sing, and I like his bands. I just. That's just not my style of voice. And again, I tend to like the lower, grungier voices. So I thought Kurt Cobain's voice was great. Like and that's Rob an, Zombie's voice. And is his great. voice is a voice that I really couldn't stand. Like it's it's not that I couldn't stand. It was just like I could do without. Like I love the music that Nirvana made. Yeah, it's it's funny how we have, but people I, have that taste like that. Like everyone freaking seems to love Foo Fighters, but I don't particularly like Dave Grohl's voice. Dave Matthews' um, voice, I couldn't stand. He's uh, one of my most cringiest, and I get why his songs are huge. I don't, and they're great songs. No, so, I, no, I get so, it. So, you know what it is? The music around it, though. Because there are a few songs that, yeah, like, if I just hear the instrumental, like, oh, I'm feeling it. Yeah. But, yeah, if I hear him, his it's like, His voice mm. makes me cringe. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I just felt it myself, like, <laughs> like, like <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, uh, Eddie Vedder. Uh, I like his voice. Like, I've always liked Eddie Vedder's voice. He had a voice. powerful voice. Yeah. 
Um, Who is the dude with the slick back hair, blonde, grunge? Allison Chains. Yeah. Who is I, that I guy? I liked his, his voice. I know we just said it too. He died. Yeah. A, a lot of them did. It, I think Eddie Vedder is the only one that's left from that, that grunge movement. Dang, what was his name? I don't remember. Yeah. I mean, someone knows it. One of the three listening. Y'all know it. Send us a message. They probably don't. <laughs> no, they don't. Dummies. Uh, but, th- yeah, there are a lot of voices in that in that era. Um, and then just rock in general, though, like um, David Draymond from uh, Sturb. I enjoy his voice. Um, what's the fucking dude from Killswitch Engage? I I... I love his voice because it's just there's this power to it that and not just like singing wise but like like even when you have to like um belt it out and just add that that energy is like holy the, shit the, uh, I don't remember his name but the guy from Metallica had a good voice um, Axl Rose had a strange voice that worked yeah. for them because I remember as a kid to be honest I used to not couldn't tell if Axl was a woman or not I honestly couldn't when I was a little kid. So I just mentioned this at work today. So I don't know if you know um, the R&B group DeBarge. If you say they had one big song, what was it? They had a bunch of big songs, actually. I I remember one. But a lot of their beats are sampled on a lot of hip-hop. Like um, Biggie, um, you know, One More Chance. That's a DeBarge beat. Uh, Tupac, um, I Ain't Mad At You. He sampled DeBarge as well. But... L. DeBarge from uh, DeBarge. I remember being a kid and I looked at that dude and I always thought that was a woman with a mustache. <laughs> I thought it was a very pretty woman with a mustache. It's funny as kids. Like, I, I literally thought Axel was a woman when I first, even the video when I first saw them because he had the long hair. I couldn't actually tell. Um, that was another one too. Like, well, like, because the 80s, 80s was a while. Like, the, 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 yeah, the, Hair bands in the eighties kind of had their hair teased like women. Yeah, I, I legit remember working for my dad as a kid. Like, I mean, he did like car interiors. So it was like heavy rock music playing all day. Of like when Guns N' Roses played, literally thinking like, is this? I couldn't tell if it was a woman or not. <laughs> there was um, there's <laughs> so boy George. <laughs> which looked wild to me as a kid. I was like, I don't know if that's a boy or a girl, but his name is Boy George. So I'm going to go ahead and guess. Yeah, if his name... That's a double, so that's a boy. Um, But then, one day, I'm watching MTV, and I see... Well, it wasn't even MTV. I didn't have MTV yet. It was Friday Night Videos. It was the only time I could see a music video uh, when I was a kid. It was Friday Night Videos on NBC. And I see this dude... In a pink or some kind of fucking wild ass sweater, dancing around with another dude, and so I was like, "Huh, that's where it was." Wham, wake me up before you go, and I remember like, "Huh, that dude, wow!" And then later on, I, so for y'all who don't know, I'm a huge, 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 huge George Michael fan. I I I, I love anything that dude does. When it came out that he was gay, I was like, y'all didn't know that? <laughs> like, how did y'all know that? Like, come on, son. Like, like, come on. You didn't know he was gay. Who was the partner in that? 
uh, Andrew. Uh, I don't Ridley? remember anything Ridley? about him. I remember it was so like he two went guys. on to become a Formula One driver. Oh shit, that's kind of tight. Right. I used to be big into race cars. Damn. Um, so, um, but yeah, like, were there any country voices you liked? <laughs> it's a little tougher to be honest. That's my least favorite genre of like pop country. Um. I do like Johnny Cash. He has a strange voice. I would. I mean, I guess I'd have to go with Johnny Cash. But yeah, I don't like too much country music, to be honest. Mm. I mean, I like a handful of country songs. Like I liked country, like the late '90s into the early mid 2000s. Well, I was big into country actually. Um, you know, because because it started going kind of pop. Because like it started with Shania Twain, and then Faith Hill. You know, then I started listening to Dixie Chicks. Um, now I started listening to other artists like Kenny Chesney, uh, Toby Keith, which I like Toby Keith's voice. He's got a good, good deep, like baritone. It's like so I'm not familiar with him, but normally I like the deep baritone voices. Um, and then um, I always like Shania Twain, but I think because she's like really pretty. Like I think that's it part of it, though. It. <laughs> yeah, it, for sure. Like well, I, I, I think if I had to say like listen to country music because at the, at one point it was. Faith Hill or Shania Twain, you know, they're kind of the, the two heavy hitters. I always felt like Faith Hill had the better voice, but I felt like Shania had the better songs, like, like lyrically, like, like just, she wrote a lot of her songs and, um, you know, she, you know, had a crew that she worked with, right? And I, I felt like they always put together really, really good songs. Um, but Faith Hill, I always loved her voice. Uh, just from a female perspective, from a male perspective, probably Toby Keith. Um, most of them were like all kind of nasally, twangy. Like uh, that's why I like Toby Keith, because like you hear him and it's like, oh, this is different. <laughs> like, this dude speaking with authority, and then you get like Kenny Chesney, um, uh, Brad Paisley, uh, you know, uh, Clint Black, shit like that. And it's like you know nasally, like and it's still enjoyable. I enjoy country. There's still a lot of um, country music that I enjoy. Yeah, like where I Cypress Hill's one of my favorite groups, but I mean B Real's voice is very unique. I wouldn't say it's a great sounding voice, but I mean it works for them. I but think, um Um the one chick from the Dixie Chicks, like the, the lead one who's always singing, I think they picked her up like like she was singing like rock. And like which you can kinda tell by her style, just like when she's on stage. There's a few cool. women rock singers I really like. Um, before I forget, before I get to that, I do, my younger brother likes pop country. And I would always tease him about it. Of like, that seems right. <laughs> every song sounds the same. And of course, being my younger brother, like, no, it doesn't all rap music sound the same. And But there was one time he came to me and admitted, he was like, you're going to like this. This is the five most popular country songs right now, and they're all being played at the exact same time. And it sounded like one song. Like, it was the exact same rhythm, the exact same beats per minute, the exact same drums. And it was like, yeah, you're right about that. They are pretty much the exact same song. <laughs> like, it didn't sound sloppy at all. Like, five different songs playing at once. Um, when the genre picks a style that that's working... Thou shall not kill the cash cow. So yeah, my little teasing of him, he kind of admitted like, yeah, you're right. He still likes it, and that's cool. But I was glad he admitted it. <laughs> Women's rock voices, though, definitely the Cranberries, uh, Dolores. Oh, my God. Her Jesus voice is Christ, ridiculous. Yeah. 
Um, I always liked Bjork. Portis had, she had that creepy, eerie voice that worked for their style of music. I don't think it could work for any other type of music. Yeah, like, <laughs> I love her voice on their yeah, music. I can't, I cannot see her saying Well, there's an album, genre. though, because I was listening to something, and I think it's a little more recent, and it, it it's still kind of in the same vein, but it, it changed up a little bit, and it was just like, I don't know if this is working for me. Um, Stevie Nicks was a great voice and then i don't know the name but i think it was the rock group heart oh um she had a powerful voice i don't know who the singer was it multiple singers shit my mom always listened to them when i was a kid and i actually liked them those 80s like female rock stars heart fucking god damn it dude they yeah they they were on another level like they, they were on a level that just made me feel like i listened to it and it's like damn dude that 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 was sweet. I mean, but I think they're coming from a time though where music was going through this weird shift, where just collectively, as a society, you know, we got disco kind of fading out at the end of the seventies, still a little early eighties. Um, then you get in people like Prince coming about, Michael Jackson coming about, and it's like, what the fuck do we do? Like we got these guys just coming up and. I don't like what kind of style of music are they doing? Like we don't know what this is. So then you get Joan Jett, you know, she comes out. You got Pat Benatar, um, you got I don't know, like uh, Heart. I can't just like I, I know I, don't know I just can't remember the name. And I like I'm trying to make it a point not to start like googling shit while we're doing this, just because like just fucking go with it. She had a freaking voice. Yeah, yeah. Is it Lita? Lita Ford. I want to say Lita Ford, but I could be completely wrong. I remember a pop singer later, something Ford. Um, but but yeah, there there's just such power in, in those voices. Um, it reminded me of someone from the '90s just now, of who I really liked and I had a crush on, Fiona Apple. I you know I like Fiona's vo- like she's got she's a good different. good it's powerful low. voice. It's a sultry, something about her. sultry voice. Something about her just I found very attractive. Um, for rock voices, I always loved Amy Lee That's from Evanescence. Evanescence. Oh, yeah. Like, like she could sing a song talking about pooping in a bag, and I'd be like, <laughs> I'm in. I'm down. Yeah, that would be a hit. I'm down. If, if she does it, it'd be a major hit. But I, I've always been a fan of hers. Um, anytime Evanescence releasing an album, I'm I'm illegally downloading it. <laughs> Definitely not paying. Um, Lauren Hill. Yeah, La- her yeah, voice is Lauren ridiculous. Hill. She but, had but, kind yeah. of like a raspy lower. But then she could like turn around and then sing. Like her, yeah, her and, singing and rapping was ridiculous. Like her yeah. rapping was powerful. You know, you know what's wild though? She dropped a Grammy winning album, and then poof. It was like a mouse. No, she had like the greatest, almost the greatest album of yeah. all time. <laughs> it's funny because um, a, a childhood friend bought that album right after it won the Grammy, and he hated it. He was like, "This album fucking sucks." I bought the album, and it is like like I've mentioned before. Me and music, it takes a while. I'll buy an album, and I might not listen to it for two years, but when I do listen to it, I fully embrace it. 
and Lauren Hill was one of those albums that I embraced much later. Erica Badu is another one that I embraced much later. I've never, I never had that album, but that album's got to be one of the best of all time. Dude, the way That's, that it's like constructed and just it flows. It was like every song. Yeah, if and, and even the songs that weren't like hits or singles or anything were still so goddamn good and just so goddamn powerful. Had so many good meanings. Even the Fuji song, she always had yeah. the tightest verses. I felt. I mean, I actually like Wyclef's voice. I but, actually didn't like Proz's Proz's voice, I and I thought he was a good know. rapper, but his voice, I just, I didn't like it. Man, I don't know. But, Wyclef, I liked a few songs of him a lot. I don't know that I like anything by Wyclef other than... I like than, that November song a lot. You know why Gone I didn't like that song? Because they played the video so much on MTV. And, That'll do it. <laughs> and I was just like, fuck you because everybody... Else. But I was also in that rebellious point where it was like, everybody likes it so I don't type deal. I was being a fucking brat. That's mostly how I was. mostly rebelling. Um, but I did have that album, The Carnival. Which I would have preferred Lauren Hill's album over. <laughs> yeah, that, like so, I never heard his album, but that Lauren Hill album. His album, dude, I remember only liking like three songs at the most. Like I don't know how you'll feel, but I'm telling you, go back and listen to it. Treat yourself, dude. It, it's it. The thing is, it gets into like it's all over the place, but it's all over the place in a very, very good way. Yeah, it's funny we I think we talked about our favorite albums, but our favorite might not be what we consider like the best. Like one of my favorites, same as it ever was, House Paint. Do I consider that a top ten album? No. <laughs> Lauren Hills, yes. So um, let let let's redo all that just because just to be on the safe side, we might not have that audio from before. Right. <laughs> so let's so yeah, do it now. I think my one of my favorite albums of all time is same as it ever was, House of Paint. But I wouldn't consider that for everyone. That was House Pain got away from the Irish image and went a lot darker. Everlast voice got lower and deeper, and it was very, very hoarse, kind of rough. But it was like almost like a punk rock rap album, I would say. And I thought the beats in that album just flowed perfectly. Um, thinking of like top albums of all time. Like so, Santana, that Supernatural album, if you're picking an album of like the whole album, that song, that album had so many number one hits. Or hits. It had a couple number one hits, but it had hits. But I mean, like, huge hits. The, the Tell Me Too. The Rob, what's his name? Zombie? No, no, no. It's, it's the dude from Matchbox 20. Rob I know what you're Thomas. talking about. Smooth. So that's Smooth. one that that was a huge hit. Yeah, Everlast song was a pretty big, and not as uh, big, but it was big. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I mean, it won a Grammy. It won a Grammy. It, it, it was big. That it, particular it, song it, won a Grammy. Lots of things won a Grammy. <laughs> just, just but that one did well on rock radio. Didn't like, do well on uh, videos or anything. Like what was the other huge one? Maria, 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 Maria. Uh, Smooth. But I feel like that album. No, the album was great. No, it, it unbelievably. It, it, it like, did what? very well, very very well. But as far as like, if if you start like separating the songs as far as hits, you know they didn't break out any like big hits other than really smooth. And then Maria Maria was kind of a a like little contemporary like pickup, but as an overall like album, it was fucking phenomenal. Uh, I think Sarah has. It. I didn't have it, but Sarah has it. 
and um, it's upstairs. No, it's down here. Actually. Do you have albums that you know of, like, not necessarily your favorite, but they're like phenomenal albums. I could think of one which I remember telling you about at the well, time was like the you, Childish Gambino. You asked me a question, but you didn't let me answer. But that 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 one Childish Gambino album, I wouldn't necessarily say it's one of my favorites, Camp? but it was like phenomenal album. Camp. Yeah. Yeah. So that so, whole album is ridiculous. Yeah, from beginning to end, that's a There's great no album. There's no bad song. Um, no, not at all. Um, Cul-de-sac, uh, one of his mix tapes. Is it a mixtape or EP? That that's good. Like, so I have a lot of Childish Gambino um, on my phone, and Camp is easily the the best one. I remember kind of stumbling. Across, I don't even know how I found it. I stumbled across it. Um, so I'm trying to I'm trying to up our profile by like taking pictures and video of us recording. Uh, but <laughs> get all the. Literally. Yo, this is kind of funny of how many drinks I've had. Ugh. But it is true. And they're all empty. That's called <laughs> a legitimate problem. Okay. Um. So a lot of that will be edited out. You're going to edit my drinks out? No, no. I'm definitely adding a picture, but I'm editing out all this pause in between. No pause in between? Do you like Parappa the Rapper? Nope. I'm just kidding. I figured this would be edited out. Yep. <laughs> You're right. Um, Digital Underground, to be honest, that Sex Packet album is ridiculous, but their other albums were terrible. Do you like any old 80s hip-hop? I've actually been big into a few songs. One is, like, I think they're phenomenal songs ahead of their time. One is Planet Rock. I think that song is ridiculous for its time. And uh, Apache is ridiculous for its time. And that was like a surfer song. It wasn't even meant to be hip-hop. But um, that drum break and then the... Everyone knows the dun, 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 dun part. But the rest of the song is what makes it to me. Um, but that's probably the most popular sampled drums is Apache. And obviously James Brown. Everyone sampled James Brown. Or Al Green. That too, but James. I, I, think, Al Green gets, I think James Brown Al, drums were the biggest sample. Maybe, yeah. Probably. His like, drum section. Really listen, just to Al Green's greatest hits, the one that only had like nine tracks on it. Like every song on that album, like I'm listening to, it's like I heard this in a fucking '90s fucking hip hop song. Like it shit. There was one day I just turned on Amazon Music on '70s R&B. And so many songs came on where even Sarah was like, wait a minute. I know this song. I was like, no, you don't. <laughs> like, you you know who did the song in the 90s, but you don't know this song. Right. One, one of my favorite Instagram accounts is that guy, Spice Adams. He was that former football player. I think I've sent you stuff from him in the past. But he does something where it's like called the guy that didn't know this song was sampled. So it's like the original plays, and he thinks it's the newer version. And he's just like waiting to rap or do whatever the drop is. Oh, and like, then he's uh, like, Under Pressure by. Yeah. David and then Boy he's and just Clint. like, What <laughs> kind then then he he, It's kind of funny. Ice. He's like, What kind of remix is this? This DJ, this DJ is whack. Where's the drop? <laughs> um, well, there was, um, what, what were we uh, listening to the other day? I know I was talking about at work how um, there's Rihanna's song. I don't know what it is, and I don't really care. 
I don't I don't dislike Rihanna, but she's I just, got a good voice. Yes, she does, but I don't really care. Like I, I dislike her because you know, a friend that I mentioned earlier getting fight getting in fights at concerts is such a huge mega fan. So I like oh, that. that was an I upset. love to hate Rihanna because she loves Rihanna. That was so over much. the top. So anytime like I think I think she and Rihanna might have the same birthday too. So I oh, love God. to talk shit about that too. It's like, oh Rihanna's not a real I Pisces. do remember her almost acting like Rihanna. Yeah. As um, a grown up. <laughs> but but there's um there's one track, one of her tracks, um, and it samples um, the guitar from Santana, Carlos Santana's Maria Maria. And every time I hear it, I get excited. I'm like, oh, never mind. Boo. <laughs> yeah, what, what was crazy to me was hearing all the tracks Dr. Dre sampled of realizing he didn't change it that much. <laughs> Maybe sometimes you don't Which you don't have to, but I was just shocked of like, because I guess the producers I liked, you wouldn't really recognize the song. Well, shit, Puffy like was, Puffy straight Jack. Yeah, he hits. was just taking songs and like. I mean, he was jacking hits. <laughs> yeah, he yeah he wasn't even trying to cover it up. He was like, mm, okay. <laughs> he did make it sound good though. But yeah, I mean, and that went back to our past episode of like when I could time travel was like I loved sampling though. I, I prefer it when it's not so obvious and you're chopping it up. Yeah. But well, even, I would have loved to live in that era where you could still do it because I think it's I think you don't hear it beats like that anymore because it's way too expensive. <laughs> also, so there's um, you know, there's also even I mean, and you're still using the beat, but even when you change it up, just like uh, Ghostface with Daytona Five Hundred, uh, sample that from Beastie Boys, but he just sped it up. Like like a lot where you don't even know that it's the same song, and it works for both of them. But you know, even stuff like that works. It's just you know these days, and it's weird because you know we are old. Like the '90s was fucking thirty years ago, so it's weird to think like, damn, dude, that decade started thirty years ago. Yeah, Sheesh. I mean, people hear about the '90s being the golden era of hip hop, and I think one reason why though is is it was still new. Of yeah. like everything was still experimental. It was less of a blueprint because you had like Run DMC from the eighties. There wasn't many rap groups from the eighties, and then mm-hmm. the nineties was like the peak, I think, in terms of experiment. Um, the equipment back then was still—you could do everything you can do now, but it was very manual. You had to go digging for records, so it was just like something special too of like finding these obscure records where nowadays where you have access to everything you're probably not going to come across the obscure records because you have access to everything you're going to probably come across more of the hit records so let me ask you a question because we're in the age bracket of being the same um and you being a dj you know mess with music and vinyl specifically yeah, you because know, now you get kids today. Well, I want to hear it on vinyl because it sounds so much better. Oh, yeah. That's a um, hipster thing. <laughs> <laughs> so my question was, how do you feel about just music in general? What's your preference to listen to it on? Tell me well, a track. I mean, tell, tell, tell me a track. I use Spotify, but to well, be no, honest, no, yeah, I'm just saying, like, if you have it, like, if you have, if I wanted to really, really like hear the best sound, vinyl does sound best, but. There's a lot of drawbacks with it. One, you have to have a turntable. You have to have a good needle. You have to have that record clear of dust because if there's any dust, you're hearing crackles. (laughs) 
And that's why I was always, whenever people were like, oh, vinyl sounds so to, much better. I'm so used to hearing crackles. No. So, some some producers will put crackles in to and they're fake crackles. Um, Mugs does that, to be honest. I don't think they're real crackles. Um, but uh, to listen to a record, though, you have to have a record player. You have to have to, some kind of mixer. And then you're some kind of output. But the power of it, like, especially like if you were to scratch like a drum, the it sounds way more powerful on an actual vinyl record. Like the yeah, bass yeah, is deeper. That, that wasn't my question. Well, you like to listen to it. On? Spotify. I mean, okay. right. I, I use Spotify now. So I used to be a huge into CD collections, record collections. I loved reading the books. And is it because of just the convenience of it or does, does it sound it any better or worse? The sound is not as good, to be honest. I think I notice a difference of mp3s they're not as good it's condensed it's not as punchy i mean if you have a good sound system it'll sound better but i i think you're missing stuff like everyone listens to stuff on their phone now and if you don't use headphones you're missing definitely a lot of bass sound um it doesn't sound as good to be honest but spotify i like and I and this is one of the few subscriptions I pay for. I literally can listen to any song I want at any time, okay, even I, though you can at YouTube. Hey, I can do that on Amazon Music, right? It's, <laughs> it's something similar, but no, no, I, mean, I, I it's just the like same exact thing. It's basically like I have the entire world of music in my phone now. So do I. It's crazy. So do I. But that's that's why I don't use CDs anymore. Like, there's no point in buying a CD anymore. So you know what's crazy is I still have my iPod. I still charge it up and I still listen to it at work because, you know, I might be at a location that doesn't have a radio. So I'll, you know, I might be on my phone just fucking around on Instagram, you know, looking at like the Bugs Bunny challenge and shit. Um, <laughs> but I'll put the iPod on and I, I have a fucking shit ton of just random ass music on there. But I fry the hard drive with all of the music, that and then additional music. I can't get that music anymore. I mean, I, I can do the work of getting a lot of those downloads. Well, I have most of the CDs, but there are a lot of just like things I downloaded off randoms, just like dumb, like, oh, what's this? Okay, it's mine now. Um, but yeah, it's like I have whatever I want to listen to in my pocket. Yeah, with Amazon Music, I just like, I'll just turn it on. I was like, that, that's why I've been listening to a lot of 70s R&B because I can it's there. It's available. No questions. Um, if I say, hey, you know what I want to listen to today? I want to listen to all of Marilyn Manson. I can do it without question. Um, and, and that, you know, good for good for technology. Yeah, it's both good and bad. It's like we have access to everything now. The bad is just there's so much to access. I mm-hmm. do kind of miss the days of like... Like today's new artists that are popular, I've never even heard of them. And it's because they're not going to be played on anything unless I'm searching for it. So um, there's no universal thing anymore. So since we don't know if what was recorded last week is ever going to see the daylight <laughs> or, the, the you know, see light. Um, you know, that's what I was you know, saying, though, before is like that's one thing that is really missing is that there was a point with music where MTV, the radio, something would play something, you know, anything. And it was just kind of universally accepted that this is the song 
We all know it. We may not like it, but we that, all miss know that. it. Yeah, same, same. I miss MTV would play like a grunge song. At that time, I didn't like that kind of music because I was more of an athlete type, and I didn't feel like I could relate to them. I, I was I, an athlete too. And I, I liked it. being it, it you were ahead you of your time, but there was a lot that didn't. And you know what I mean? Well, it was like we were all aware of the most of what was happening music-wise. Everyone yeah. was. My mom Absolutely. could tell you what was playing. From what I was listening to, of course. But I mean, and that, that none was of a us fun can time. tell you what's really playing today. Well, also, we're in our forties, so but but that's, I mean, we don't. Too. We wouldn't the radio. To be honest, I listen to the radio still. DC One Hundred One still playing nineties music. <laughs> I listen to the radio at work, and it, it like what we listen to. I think is a uh, ninety-five nine. It it has a mix of uh, today. And then, you know, yesterday. There's still a lot of 90s being played. So whenever they play too many songs by an artist in a row, I turn to my manager and I say, are they dead? Because when Aaliyah died, I was driving home and I was still listening to the radio at the time. I'm driving home listening to the radio. They're playing a lot of Aaliyah. I walk in the door and my wife goes, guess who just died? Or guess who died today? And I go, Aaliyah? She was like, Yes. Plane crash. And I was like, yeah, I was listening to the radio on the way home, and that's all they kept playing. But they didn't say anything. And I was like, I thought it might have been her birthday. I don't fucking know. Because you know how they do that, too. Like, you know, it's the anniversary of an album, or it's a, you know, birthday, or a death. And, you know, but that was just the thing. Now, it's like, I don't know any artist. But, I mean, again, to be fair, I'm older, so... We're older. Like, I listen to the radio, but, yeah, it's they're like... They're not coming on the radio like they were for our generation. But like I think part of the problem, though... I also don't think young kids listen to the radio. Is why no, we don't they hear don't. So, they don't, but, I mean, again, they listen to Spotify, they listen to Amazon Music, YouTube Oh, yeah, music. sometimes I'll look at numbers of someone, like, I've come across. There are some good hip-hop artists that I'm like, oh, this shit's kind of tight. I wouldn't even say they're mainstream. But I'm, um, like, looking at the numbers, and I'm like, oh, shit, this shit's huge. Well, I think what goes into it, though, too, is, like, it's just there's such a bigger platform now for so much music to be put out there that we, like, if we went to a party, and let's say there are 50 people there, there's probably going to be 10 pockets of five people that are all listening to something completely different. And may not have heard of yeah, you, anything that any of the other groups have heard of. I mean, like, if I go to Spotify right now or Amazon Music even, I can pull up, and I'll, I'll say their name because, you know, they're an artist. They have music. I can pull up Joey Akins, which we know Joey. That's on there. And the, and the thing that's wild about that is like, okay, here's this dude like that we know. He's got music on there. We have podcasts on Spotify. So it's like... And that's not to say yeah. anybody could jump on there and put anything on it. But what I'm saying is, like, no, if, if what Anyone you want to listen to, yeah, yeah, they can. But if you want, like, if you say, hey, I got this on Spotify or SoundCloud or whatever, basically you're going on there to listen to what you want to listen to. Um, I was listening to a podcast with uh, the lead singer from The Counting Crows. And he kind of said a similar point where it's like, right now, like, the good thing about having... You know, a, a streaming uh, service like Spotify, Amazon Music, um, YouTube, or anything like that is, you know, you can listen to whatever you want. But the bad thing is, you can listen to whatever you want. So these new artists, we're not yeah, going to listen to them because they're not hitting our radar. Yeah, there's so much more now. So you got to be put onto it. You're not. We were fed it a little bit from MTV. Yeah. Of like, 
it, you like it, you don't like it, but you know you're aware of it. We were aware of every mm-hmm. big song yeah. in our generation. Well, there's whether um, we liked it or not. There was a song. There, there are a lot of songs from the '90s that I just despised because MTV played it so much. But I caught myself listening to them in my 30s because 20s, late 20s and uh, you know early 30s because it's like okay, it is catchy. I will say that. And, you know, and then you know they. But then I start deconstructing it, like listen to like the melody and everything. It's like oh, that that was clever. Like, like now I understand why this was big. Uh, but the thing is, I don't know that the crowds <laughs> were understanding. They just know yeah. we're being fed. We this. we too, and our when we were younger, as an obscure artist, we would never, you wouldn't hear, unless somehow you met them, you wouldn't really come across it. Whereas, uh, someone who's not pushed by a major label now, you can come across their music and yeah. like it. So it's better for I think music is better for overall for non-big label artists but probably worse for big label artists and just so you all know this is what steven and i were talking about on monday mostly um little tweak here and there hopefully i'll be able to get things salvaged and just blend them all together or or do just a bonus episode somewhere out there but either way um fun times fun times we're still Uh, learning yeah well, this is definitely the most drinks I think we've had on the table. Most drinks you've had on the table. <laughs> um, so, you know, as we go down our uh, trip of music and whatnot, um, just hopping off of that, that um, train for a second. Uh, you got a jackass of the week? Yeah, I guess so. It's um, You don't have to. I mean... I do. It's going back in time a little bit. But my jackass of the week is going to be RG3. Probably. Because I was a huge fan of him. Sounds like you were the jackass. I think the jackass, why he's the jackass of the week is just how clueless he is of... I I think his career might be over. Um, But the entire time he always felt entitled. He never learned to read a defense. Came into the league, what, we give up two number ones and a number two, I think, for him? Lasted two years. <laughs> um, he's not a bad person. It's just more so how clueless he was of where he was as a quarterback. I mean, he went to Cleveland as a starter, maybe lasted three games. He did get hurt, but they immediately got rid of him. Went to the Ravens for a while. He was a logical backup for Lamar. But I think, to be honest, he was there more to mentor him. Because when he came in, he didn't look very good. I mean... He's not really a jackass. I was just about to say, I don't really think he's a jackass. He was a jackass (laughs) in terms of Washington, of like why his whole thing left. It wasn't just coaching and management. Like the, The players did not like him. Clearly, and he had an ego problem, and unfortunately, he never learned in the NFL. Mm. Super talented, but probably a waste of a career. Mm. Made mm. his money, though. I mean, definitely that. I mean, I don't know. I always think about athletes, like like I said last week with celebrities. There's an ego there that's 
like at, on our level of people, I don't think we'll understand. Because, like, just specifically us, I know, like, we're not ego-driven that way anyway. Which could be a good or a bad thing. I know with training, my coach gives me a hard time sometimes about not being more self-centered. Like, when it comes to, like, running an open mat. He tells me, like, I tell guys, like, hey, you know, I want everybody to drill and work on stuff that you need to work on. You know, do as you will. And I'll, like, let's say you and I pair up and I'll let you work on yourself and coach. He's like, no, you tell him, listen here, asshole. We're going to do what I want to do. And if we have time, we'll get to what you're going to do. I don't, I don't operate that way. I mean, like, I posted something on Facebook a while back about, like, and maybe I'm just too kumbaya-ish. I guess for lack of a better term, but I'm not trying to beat you. I want us all to win. So maybe that's why, you know, I can't understand where um, RG3 comes from. I can't understand where any pro athlete comes from because, like, yes, I want to be better. But, you know, I'm not. Some can't humble themselves. Yeah, I'm, you know, it, it's like if I get, um, you know, I, I've been body slammed, dropped on my face, choked out arm barred and you know for me it's just like I, I take mental inventory of that because I'm not letting you do it again but you know I don't get upset about it you know I don't get visibly upset about it I don't, I don't get upset to the point where like that dude's passionate like no I get upset but I'm not gonna make a scene and you know you see these athletes you know they're slamming their helmets down on the sidelines or you know throwing, you know breaking baseball bats over their knee you know, like going extreme is like, okay. I mean, it's okay to be upset without breaking something. Sarah, Sarah, my wife, she would all, you know, if we're watching something, someone's upset. She would always say, well, I don't understand why they behave that way. And I would always try to justify it. But now as I'm older and I start looking, I was like, yeah, I don't get it. I mean, I regularly get beat up by a woman that's 70 pounds lighter than me. In jiu-jitsu. It sucks. But I'm learning. Because it's like, okay, I know what the fuck is going on here. So it's, it's teach me better technique. And yeah. So you just got to take shit and, and try to find the bright side to it. I think a lot of pro athletes are treated like royalty their whole freaking life. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the case of RG3. Got traded. Bunch of draft picks. Number two pick. Which is funny is both those draft yeah, picks didn't Heisman. work out. Yep, he won the Heisman. I'm sure he felt entitled. And he had a rookie of the year. It was like one of, considered one of the best rookie quarterback seasons of all time. But he um, was running a very half offense. Of, he didn't have to read much. He was doing the read option quite a bit. And then he decided he's a pocket quarterback, which he clearly was not. He He can't read defenses. Like you watched him for the Ravens. He doesn't make decisions quick, and he gets sacked a lot. He throws the ball late, and that if he didn't have the ego and was willing to be a hybrid quarterback that ran kind of like what Lamar Jackson is, it's kind of funny, is Lamar Jackson runs a similar offense to him and is successful at it. He could have maybe been successful, but he let his ego get in the way, and he thought he was Peyton Manning. I don't know if it's so much ego as much as it's you want to, you know, maybe not be just one thing. I mean, and granted, it's a little early in your career to kind of say, I think or, he was, NFL career I to think say. I think he was unaware of what he was. 
um, what his strengths and weaknesses. He, he probably were. knew, but he also probably said, "Look, I want to be able to do both, so I can disguise it." And it's like, well, I mean, and the only way you're going to really get that is, you know, you, you know, you got to get out there on the field and do it. Well, he didn't want to run out. the read option anymore of Washington. Like he didn't want to be a running quarterback. Period. And then when he got injured, he also made a bunch of movies about his whole comeback, which was kind of weird, and didn't rub teammates the right way, especially when he came back and didn't play very well at all. But I wouldn't consider him a total jackass. But I mean, I don't know. Like, it, it's like, okay, maybe, you know, or whatever. I don't know, a bunch of movies. Like, when I hear a bunch of movies, I, that's three or four. Like, uh, either way, it's like, okay, you're, you're documenting your comeback. Yeah, I mean you're a star athlete, you know that that that's just a thing. Whether you do it or somebody else is doing it, that documentation I think he did is it kind of before he was proven, and then he had a disastrous rest well, of the career. I mean the thing is with proven though. I mean again they traded up. What he was number two overall. Yep, and it's that okay. was the so, Andrew Luck draft. You know they they traded up, took him at number two. You know again he won the Heisman. I mean. In in his book, he is proven to some degree, you know, just in the sense of athleticism. No, he's not proven NFL-wise, but that still doesn't take him down the peg to say, okay, you know, I'm going to document document my comeback. I mean, you're still a professional athlete, so there's some level there that, you know, you're you're worthy of that documentation. I mean, I think the bigger fault of it is, yeah, maybe... He, you know, didn't follow directions the way that needed to be he followed. He came across to, as very self-centered. That, that didn't, you know, give him the ability to learn and grow as an athlete. Because, yeah, once you start saying, well, I'm going to do this instead of that. I mean, yes, you don't want to stay in the same pocket. You want to grow. But that's also something you got to, you know, go over with your coaches. So, I don't, I don't know the inside because I wasn't there. But... I feel like there, you know, there might be more going on in his head than, you know, we could say, okay, yeah, he's, he's jackass probably, because of this, but we don't know what he's thinking. He's probably put he's in a bad it. situation too. It maybe. I, well, I think I think with all that pressure though, that in itself is a bad situation. Yeah. So I will say I'm probably the only Haskins fan, but he was put in a terrible situation that most people don't understand. Is he got drafted to a team where the coach did not want him the coach did not want him because he was bad or good it was because he knew he was coaching for his job and didn't want to have a rookie quarterback regardless of who it was so he never worked with him he took only third string snaps the entire time he was with Gruden they fire Gruden he's working with an offensive lineman as the head coach actually does pretty well next season change coaches the coach, again, didn't pick him, so it's not his guy. It's COVID. Never had a preseason. He only played one year in college. Neither did anyone else. But he, uh, he he's behind most college quarterbacks. I mean, rookie quarterbacks. He played one year in college. And it was a phenomenal year, but he played way less than most people. He's a project quarterback for sure. But it was another situation. He's a – it's a – New head coach who did not, that's not his guy. So there's no reason that Rivera has to have him if that's not his guy. So, he, again, it was in another terrible situation. 
How many Ohio State quarterbacks have gone to the NFL and flourished? Yeah, I mean, it's a bad history, but I, I do think Haskins, I think Haskins will eventually Fuck be a quarterback. And is it Fields was Ohio State? I think Fields will be okay, too. But, yeah, both, I mean, Haskins is a project quarterback, though. He, Fields is coming out better than Haskins in situation. But yeah, Haskins is now with a better run team. If he doesn't make it there, he's probably not going to make it. I mean, right now they have four quarterbacks on that team. He's listed as number four, and I think it's more so because of his age. But we'll see if he can become the backup. I mean, he's not replacing Ben this year. No chance of that. But I think this is Ben's last year. It should have been last year. (laughs) It should have been, but (laughs) it's not. It should have been two years ago, to be honest. Um I guess it's just Ohio State. Oh, well, you like Michigan. Okay. Do you not think Justin Fields will be good? Well, he is on the Bears. That also is not a great situation. That's why I'm excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> When's the last time they had a good quarterback? The Bears? In the 80s? Jim McMahon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Their um, best quarterback, I think, since then was Rex Grossman when they went to the Super Bowl. Holy shit, you're right. And that was pretty bad. I don't think I mean that, he was like the worst quarterback. Yeah, I don't ever. think it was because of him. It was because no, of the defense. Not. He was like one step above Trent Dilfer in terms of quarterbacks that made it to but the But that's Super Bowl. the goofy thing though. We always put all this like pressure on the quarterback when it's like, yes, they're supposed to be the field general for the offense. But you know, when you got a team like the Ravens, the the Bucks, you know, the Bears, you know, these teams with defenses that don't really you know, your offense so much other than just to manage. It's like, okay, yeah. I mean, Brad Johnson, he's a Super Bowl champ. Like, how many cars has Brad Johnson sold these last couple of years? <laughs> oh, I, do, I shouldn't say shit like that because, I mean, he he's a millionaire. He's a Super Bowl champ. You know, and the thing is, I'm talking shit. I, I, I didn't no, win the Super Bowl. Fo- football is a balance, though, with the salary cap. Like Aaron Rodgers complaining right now why he was my jackass of the week. I'm just like, there's only so much you can do per year. You only have a certain amount of money. You have to look for the future too. It's a balancing act. I wonder like who, where's gonna go? Julio Jones gonna go? I don't care. It's only gonna be a few teams because it won't be Detroit because they're not in a position <laughs> to win. And I know he's gonna want to go to a team that. Yeah, they, he can win. I think it would most likely be the Patriots or the Colts, which some the Colts have a great roster, but they do have Carson Wentz. <laughs> I don't know so what that, happened to Philip Rivers. He retired. Yep, mm. he finally retired. Go he has like twelve kids. I was gonna say, guess he's gonna go fuck the show. He's gonna go coach his own team and have another seven babies. You know, at least it's all with one woman. Yeah, that's <laughs> remarkable for an NFL player. I, mean, I believe he has enough kids though to have his own team. Like yeah. he, he could literally coach his own family yeah. as a team. I think, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, he finally retired. So Carson Wentz is the Colts quarterback. There's a rumor because I mean they have a great roster. Um, makes sense for the Patriots to get him because the, the one thing that people forget about the Patriots is I believe it's like five defensive starters mm-hmm. sat out last year and they're all coming back. <laughs> mm. Including some of the best defensive players in the NFL. Hmm. They got two tight ends now. 
But they don't have a receiver, so they could use him hmm. as long as Cam Newton doesn't play. I don't think Cam Newton knows how to throw the football anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, He'll probably go to Tampa Bay, though. <laughs> That's where everybody wants to go right now. It's like, but you already got five receivers? <laughs> Make me number six. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. Antonio Brown. But I like, the, I like the players that say, fuck that team. I want to go to their rival, and I want to beat them. Those are the dudes I like to see play. Yeah, so – Kerrigan finally left Washington. He's playing for the Eagles. I was like, oh, that seems like a fuck you. Yeah, that's disrespectful. <laughs> like, oh, fuck y'all. <laughs> like, yeah, that, that kind of shit, I don't know, is just disrespectful. It's like, I'm going to go ahead across town and play for my, play uh, for our rivals. He probably took a pay cut, too. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> like, he did it to be spiteful. Fucking dick. Um... I don't know if I really... I had a jackass kind of jokingly. I was like... But I don't know if I really have a jackass of the week. It's because it's like... Meh. Like, I think there's so many people that are jackasses. So, it's like... It's so hard to pick one. I mean, I, like like I was explaining off air, I got into a spat with somebody at work. It's a it's fucking a jackass. jackass of the week. I don't think it's jackass of the week, but... Jackass I, of the day. I will say this. He tried to lean on me. He tried to bark. When I lost my shit and barked back, you could see pee down his leg. And he ain't want he ain't want nothing of what I had to offer. And he was a lot nicer. And then I got a lot nicer too. Because I saw like, look, dude, don't don't say that we lie when we don't have all the facts. If we don't have all the facts, we can only give you what we got. But to say that we blatantly lied, it's like, no, and then, then try to flip it. Because I'm not pointing the finger at you, I'm pointing the finger at her. That's even worse. Because <laughs> now you're being a bitch. And you're attacking a woman. <laughs> it's like, no, no, that's not how this works, homie. So no, we're not doing that. So fuck that dude. Jackass. Um, but if I, if I had to pick a jackass of the week, it's everybody. <laughs> all y'all motherfuckers um because number one these people kind of suck that should have been that like that should have been like I don't know a seal or something a dolphin people are whack um but it, it's just like I don't think I think the best I think I'm fairly reasonable though I think you're reasonable I think a lot of people are reasonable but there are a lot yeah. of people that they, like we were talking about before, when, when facts are presented and they still just want to ignore like the facts and yeah, just stick to their too confirmation many bias. That don't think for themselves. No. You're allowed to change your mind as you grow. Mm-hmm. You don't have to follow what your family did if you don't think it's right. Which... But we always voted red. <laughs> right. Or blue, for that matter. You're not. I don't, we're all individuals. You got to learn to think for yourself. Um, if I did everything my parents did, mm-hmm. then there'd be no progress. There'd be no, I mean, I'd be super closed minded. I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't do anything that I'm doing now if I've thought that way. But there is a lot of people, as we talked off air, of whatever they're brought up is, that's how they are, and that's that. Yeah. 
if you give them any kind of logic, it's kind of crazy as they just completely ignore it. Yeah, it it gets a little goofy with people. It gets goofy, like like with just being a parent. Cause I want my daughter to enjoy what she enjoys. Would I like her to do jujitsu? Oh, absolutely. Does she have to do jujitsu? I would say I want her to be able to defend herself and understand, you know, just control and body movement. Um, would I say, hey, kid, you need to compete and be the next world's master's champ at 30? No, absolutely not. If she chose to do that, cool. Um, do I want her to love music? Well, she does love music. Do I want her to love it like I'd love it? I think she loves it a lot in her own way. Probably better than me. Uh, I don't know if this was discussed on air uh, in the previous episode. I know I've had this discussion recently, but um, with my brother-in-law, we're talking about uh, football a couple years back. And we're I was saying, you know, I, with football, just the stuff they're finding out about CTE and everything. It was like, you know, if I had a son, I don't know that I would want him to play football. It's just, if, if they chose to play, I'm not going to say no. But I wouldn't be that parent to say you have to play. And my brother-in-law goes, Jay, you mean if you had a son, if if, if your daughter was a son... You wouldn't make her play football? Like, I'm not going to make her do anything. I'm not going to make them do anything. I don't I don't believe in, like, force feeding, you know? Like, if, if my kid says, we played Street Fighter the other day. Not a good experience for her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're probably doing combos and all the special moves. She doesn't understand that. Of course yeah, of I course. did. But son, this, downright B. This was like basically playing Throwing on fireballs at her. This was playing the game on the easiest level, basically. <laughs> she ain't want no part of that. But but she does ask to play. She does want to watch me play. Like she's interested. Okay, cool. Now, you know, in you know, years to come, when I say, hey, you know. She likes video games, so she has to play video games? No. If she chooses, like the action figures I have down here, she has similar figures. And she plays with them. You know, she flies them around the house. She has a blast with them. I mean, you know, we don't tell her, you know, what to like. She likes, you know, what she likes. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people, a lot of people that I know with children... Um, you know, don't don't see it that way. I don't think. I think with kids, a lot of times it's just well, yeah, they want to live through them. Sometimes. Yeah, vicariously through their children, and well, and even like I have a, I have a, a friend. I have a son and daughter. I don't even know that they necessarily live vicariously through their children. I guess in a way that I think of it, how how you see in movies and TV shows, how you know. My kid hit the game-winning home run. Like, yeah, that's my boy. You know, you're living through your kid. Yeah, I, I think they live through their kid in kind of a different way where I don't know how to word it because I'm not even sure if I'm understanding what I'm trying to say, to be honest. <laughs> but they, you know, they 
control what their kids like can do and whatnot. And and it's like, oh, my kid likes this. Well, because you told them. like, And they may not have directly told them, but they kind of like put it in front of them and, you know, steered them towards yeah, it. Yeah, I think kids, too, are influenced by their parents. Yeah. I look when I was younger when I worked. I would have to go to work with my dad. He was in the cars and then rock music and Harley Davidson's. When I was a kid, I wanted to be just like that. I wanted to have beard, tattoos, yeah. Harley Davidson. Then suddenly I'm like, oh, but I like rap music when I heard it. And he did not dig that at all. And then all of a sudden I like basketball. He definitely did not like basketball. He was just in the NASCAR and football and that was it. And, but you have your influence. I don't think he this well. I don't think he cared enough to learn what I was into, <laughs> but I wasn't discouraged from basketball yeah. and uh, the hip hop thing. I was, and I think <laughs> in our generation, and at least in the early '80s or late '80s, I don't think white parents were digging rap music. <laughs> nah, uh, I would tell you about um, when my grandfather took my headphones and listened to Ice Tea. I I kind of remember a little bit of a story like. <laughs> Like, and then I was kind of at that fucking rebellious age where I was like, so what? Like, that's kind of been my attitude about a lot of things in life, period. It's always so what. But I remember this time, he put it on, um, and what the song was, um, I think it was called This Girl Tried to Kill Me. Um, but basically, the ice T talking about... Um, having sex with this girl and basically like she's super aggressive and my grandfather's listened to that track specifically and repeating every curse word he heard which was a lot <laughs> and I remember like you know he, he kind of sighed and just shook his head and I go so my grandparents you know they probably should have smacked the shit out of me several times as a kid <laughs> they didn't I, you know I don't think I turned out as a horrible kid for not being hit. I got hit plenty by my mom when I was much, much, much younger. But, um, you know, when I grew up in, you know, those formative years, I didn't get hit and it turned out okay, I think. Um, but I remember with my grandfather, there's a lot of stuff he would always do. And I was just like, that's dumb. That's dumb. But I do it now. Like how when I cook, like I cook. In the same style he cooks, I clean in the same style that he cleans. Um, you know, I'd say some of the silly things that he says, um, mannerisms, and and it's funny because and I, I recognize and I, I think about it, I'm like, man, that's pretty cool. And he's not even like my biological grandfather. My grandmother remarried, but this you know man raised me. Yeah, so it's interesting to see that. I was like, that's that's really cool. Um, but that influence carried over in a positive way, not like in a... Because my grandfather, he's a statistician. That ain't some shit I'm ever going to be trying to get towards. Like, fuck that. That means you're smart. I'm not. And it's not that I'm dumb, but that, that's it's a smart a, on another level. Because as bad as my dad was, I think he... One time we had this conversation. Of course, he was at the bar. But I remember him telling the, him the appeal of why I liked the music I did. And I think he related it to like early punk rock. It was kind of the same vibe of what early hip hop was. And so I think he got it. And I think he even watched the videos that I liked. 
because he could see what I was back then. You used to share a freaking computer. You could search what everyone else was searching, and uh, I have some funny stories about that. Um, of us walking down the stairs, and my dad be looking at something he's probably not supposed to. You hear goodbye. <laughs> um, yeah, that that's some fucked up shit. That uh, the computer, or you had to like, log out, be like goodbye. Yeah, yeah it's like <laughs> you just don't put people on blast like that. Like, is there a way I could turn this shit off? Um, you ever uh, go out and have a drink with your dad? Not a drink. No, we we ran into him kind of at a bar one time on Thanksgiving, where he was the so my dad's. Has some good things and bad things about him. One good thing about him, he's actually a really, really good cook when he cooks on the grill. So Thanksgiving, he would like fry a turkey. I'll let you know what he can't cook. Pizza. pizza. Yeah. <laughs> that might have been my mom, though. Maybe. I think that was my mom. Dude. I. My mom didn't pay attention to. I choked that fucking burnt pizza down. But let me my tell you. My mom is famous for burning stuff. I never wanted to ever come back for dinner again. But but we watched A Fistful of Dollars. And that is still that's like one of the best westerns. That's still a movie that I hold dear to my heart. Like there are movies that that you know hold special memories. That's a special movie to me because of coming over and being in that environment with you all as a family and watching that. And I do still think about that burnt ass pizza. <laughs> it was dude, that, Man, was, that was normal. I, I think that was my dude, mom though. Like I think your childhood was far worse than mine. <laughs> like, Food wise, yes. Like, so when my mom had me, I do remember literally my mom cooking like eggs in the morning. It'd be like full of eggshells. Like she couldn't cook at all. It's no secret. <laughs> she'll admit it. Like I was so skinny as a kid, and it was just because, to be honest, my mom couldn't cook at all. She didn't learn to cook. She didn't. She was eighteen when she had me. We had the Son, worst food ever. Like that, that, that the age doesn't matter. Why when she when can't I, cook. what she made me for lunch when I was in elementary school was literally a peanut butter sandwich with no jelly, no drink, nothing else. It was and it was smashed. It was just like I just wanted to make sure it wasn't going to fall apart. <laughs> like, thank God I had friends that would like. They were spoiled. Didn't want half their lunch. They just give it to me. But like yeah, like a drink for lunch, that my parents would be like, "There's a water fountain." Yeah, I was like, "Boy, you better go find that water fountain." Like, okay, yeah, I got my water fountain. <laughs> hey, I don't have but a container. I never forget in high school, my dad gave me money to buy lunch. I felt like, oh shit, I've just stepped up. I'm getting pizza for lunch now. <laughs> I never ate lunch in, in school. Period. Well, not in Maryland. I never ate lunch a single time when I lived here in Maryland. Uh, I felt spoiled. By the high school lunch, which is funny. Because my dad actually gave me... Again, I had the worst school lunches until high school. And then he... We had that... It was kind of funny. We had regular lunch and super lunch. He would actually give me the money for super lunch. When I told him, like, yeah, super lunch comes with more food. It wasn't that much more, to be honest. But And it was cheap as hell, to be honest. Back then. Like, I think it was a dollar twenty-five for a whole meal. <laughs> That's cheaper than what... If they would have bought groceries, <laughs> that's true. That's, that that that's a so fact. he was all about it. And to me, though, I was like, I went from the smashed peanut butter jelly sandwich. Oh no, no, there's no jelly, just peanut butter. Sometimes my mom would buy these cookies. Do you remember those? They were called Sandies. Yes, those are the worst cookies ever. I hated them. Like, I, why did we buy those? I hate they're like those cookies. Pecan. Yeah, yeah. They're they're cool ones. As a kid, what's so, pecan cookies? Because I'm a sugar fiend like most people are, I hated those cookies. But 
in a pinch, I'd make it work. Like I think we had some of those here recently, and it was I a pinch. Eat them. I was I was here one night. Sarah's at work because typically uh, Sarah she works nights. She's off tonight. She actually she worked last night, so that was why I was like, come through tonight because I know she's gonna be like, I'm just going to fuck fucking bed. Um, then tomorrow we'll probably. Do we have a movie to watch? Oh, uh, fucking the zombie movie on Netflix. Something of the Dead. Um, with Dave Batista. It's basically Ocean's, I like Batista. Ocean's Eleven with uh, zombies. <laughs> huh. um, I've heard good things, so I'm going to check it out tomorrow. Uh, actually, if, if she had said then, I would have been like, look, let's watch that Ring versus uh, Grudge. Yeah, I was going to say that's what I want to watch. And next. then record that. Um, or uh, record afterward. Um, but, eh, whatever. We can we can sort that out. Um, like we do that, we have to pick a day where we can watch that a little earlier and then record um, right after. I got to check the time on that too, how long that might actually be. But I don't think it's like terribly long, but still. Um, but yeah, like I asked, you know, if, if you ever had a drink with your dad. Because uh, like I remember going out to dinner with my grandparents, which, you know, we did often enough. But, uh, flex, but I remember after the turn of 21, my grandfather was like, you know, it's okay if you have a beer with me. So now this is 21 year old Dante. So I'm not in my right frame of mind of how to drink. I don't know how to casually drink yet. Let me tell you, he wasn't ready for what I brought to the table because <laughs> I like, so I can't remember what he ordered. But I know what I ordered. I ordered a Killian's. And I chugged that motherfucker. And then I looked and I was like, hmm, I don't know if I should order another one, but I'm not paying. So I should just fucking just order all the beers and get lit up. And I was like, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Um, I remember, so as I mentioned, my grandmother remarried. So my grandfather is not my biological father. He had two children from a previous marriage. So legally, my grandparents adopted me. So legally, I am their son. Legally. So I always call his daughter my sister. And his son, sometimes my uncle, sometimes my brother. It depends on how I feel. So he's a recovering alcoholic. Like, like rough style. And I remember he came down to visit. And I wanted to go out and drink with him. I was 22 at the time. I was like, yeah. I'm about to go out and fucking party with this dude, not understanding that, no, he takes it to another level of drinking, so wasn't allowed to drink with him, and then one of my uncles came to town, he wanted to go out and have a drink, and I declined, because I was like, I don't think you're ready for my level of drinking, <laughs> but like, understand it though, this is my uncle from Detroit, my uncle's not really a big drinker, this one isn't at least, I was like, okay, but then there's another uncle was a heavy drinker. He wanted to go up and drink. I already knew. I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to, no part of what you have to offer at that bar. Cause we going to go up there and you're going to get us beat up. Like, I, I think my dad, if he was lightly buzzed, would have been a fun time. And I did remember there is one time. Uh, I don't think you were there then, but it was when you were working at our previous job. But a bunch of us were at Green Turtle one day and he happened to be there. And, I was literally standing back to back with him and didn't notice. 
and suddenly I'm like, oh my god, that's my dad. And then you remember two of the girls we worked with were kind of like, really? Let's say hi. And I was like, I don't know. This is kind of awkward because he he shouldn't be drinking. <laughs> but um, yeah, finally he was like, hey, what's up? And I mean, I, it was funny because he is a character. Like he likes to talk, so like I think everyone. Our whole table started talking to him. I think he liked that. But he was also like an angry drunk. So very different from me because I'm a silly drunk. Or so, I wouldn't say I'm a drunk. But. Like, <laughs> I've always thought your dad was like, you know, because just knowing, knowing, you know, the past and whatnot and just how your dad is. But like the few times I've talked with your dad, he's been like real cool. Yeah, like he likes talking to new people. So like if you catch him when he's not in that angry, but... He, I don't know if he did that night when you watched that movie at my house, but he'll say some really ridiculous things to my mom in front of people of like, you can't believe he just said that. <laughs> so I don't recall that night because I think part. So look, I'm gonna like just lay it out. I was focused on not choking on burnt pizza, and trying- I, I will blame that on my mom though. No, no, no. I and I, I don't doubt it. <laughs> Uh, you know, as it's laid out now, we start thinking. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, it probably was her. Um, but that was very common. <laughs> but I don't really remember. Uh, you know, I don't remember him saying anything. I don't remember him saying much. He he was upset about something. I remember him being upset, but it wasn't anything to like say. Oh my god! Well, like, he he is a extreme talker. So when I would work for him. He would talk so much that, like, a customer would be picking up his car. He would follow them to the car, not breaking stride, just talking, talking, talking. They'd back up. He's still talking. I mean, it, it, it wouldn't be uncommon for a customer to pick up their car, and they spent three hours there from him talking. I mean, I think that's a thing, though, in, in industries, where he was kind of funny he was actually a gossiper he would talk about his friends quite a bit that, that seems like it, it seems the type but um that movie is phenomenal it's funny is because people think that movie that one in particular is the good the bad the ugly because it's a trilogy yeah that one's the best one of the trilogy and it makes sense for that one to be called The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. But it was, I believe that one was a fistful of dollars or a few dollars more. One of the, I can't uh, remember was, which one. It was a fistful of dollars. But um, That I do remember. So was the one with this, the little charm. The bad guy would listen to the music. Yeah. That's one of my favorite movies. I think what's going to be really shitty is when we're done, we wrap up. So I went upstairs and, you know. I text my wife. I was like, hey, should I put these clothes in the wash? And she, you know, she didn't reply. So I was like, she might be asleep. So I go upstairs, and it's pitch black in that room. So she's out. Usually she leaves the light on for me. So it's pitch black in there. She's fucking Dunsville. When I go upstairs, I'm not going to turn on all the lights. That's dickish for me. But I am for sure going to find one of these fucking horror movies. <laughs> turn this some bitch on. Not extremely loud, but... She's probably going to be pissed. And that's all right. Do you watch TV when she sleeps? I used yeah. to when I was with her. Well, because, so, I... I can't sleep early. I'm a late, I'm a night owl. Same, same. So, well, the funny thing with me 
is that before my uh, wife and I lived together, I would play music to go to sleep. Like I'd turn on uh, the CD player, just let something play while I go to sleep. So the first time we moved in together and had a place, I tried that. And she was like, I can't sleep with the music on. I was like, well, I can't sleep without the music on. So we're about to have a fucking problem. You know, you better figure your life out, girl. Um, I had a similar situation. So we kind of came to an agreement, uh, you know, kind of a middle ground. Not really. I just decided I'm going to keep the TV on. Um, but basically, I can, you know, I'll have the TV on and watch a movie you know, while she's going to sleep. And I typically will put it on Netflix or um, something that might shut off on its own eventually. Because if I put it on UFC Fight Pass, that's not shutting off. That's going to keep rolling all night. Uh, like, Because I'll put it on live, so I don't put it on like a fight card itself. If you put it on a fight card, it'll shut off once the card is over three hours later. Um, But that or uh, Disney Plus, I'll put on DuckTales in the middle of the night. And because it's a cartoon, it's bright. So it's going to fuck with her. But like, I'm going to go up there tonight and I'm going to put on a horror movie. You know why? Because I want to watch a horror movie. I, I will turn off the TV when I sleep now. But yeah, when I lived with my ex-girlfriend, she would fall asleep well before me. So what I would do is wait for her to fall asleep. And she, luckily for me, she fell asleep quick. But once she did, I would either leave and go in the living room, go play Madden. or so, But I'd be up for hours. Like I mean, she might go to bed at 9. I'd be up till 2. On my own, but I would same. I would lay there wait for her to fall asleep, which luckily for me wasn't very long. But when I would go, if I did stay in bed, I would have the TV on, and sometimes I'd fall asleep with the TV on. She'd freak out. But I don't watch TV anymore when I'm actually getting close to fall asleep. I'd be more so now if your phones be looking at something on my phone than put it down. I have a hard time. I like most people; they're comfortable watching shit on their phone. I have a hard time watching stuff on my phone. I, I think for me, it's just I'm not interested in watching shit on my phone. Like, I don't... I think it's dangerously addictive, to be honest. I'm, like, I guess I'm glad then that yeah, it's just it's not good. something like this, for me. This whole, like, like, where I said my guilty pleasure is TikTok. It's like short entertainment that's just, like, nonstop. And it's, like, super entertaining, very fast. So I I don't know if Instagram is necessarily a guilty pleasure for me. I don't maybe maybe not. I'm I'm on Instagram a lot, but a big part of it is I have nine accounts, so that in itself could be a problem. But I mean I run BJJ Wiki, and that's that's like majority of my time. Off the mats podcast, that's runner up. Then my personal. Um, I mean I ain't got nothing else. Yeah, I think this was a good episode. Yeah, we're at the two hour mark, so. What, over our limit? It's time for bed, everyone. I, I'm going to be honest. Like, do we really need a limit? I like to keep it at 90, but if, if, if we're flowing, just go. I mean, I, I think within reason. Like, if we do five hours, that's absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> um, and if you haven't listened off the Matt's podcast, five-hour five hour episode, broken up to five one-hour episodes, you're welcome. But yeah, if we ever did anything like that, I would definitely break that shit up into five episodes. <laughs> I think we gave our two fans what they wanted. We reviewed three drinks. Three fans. One drink for each of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
we'll 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 pick it up. Um, but yeah, uh, honestly, for the few of y'all that are listening, thank you. Uh, it's fun. like in, in, in reality, what it is is just me and Steve sitting here bullshit and talking. Like me and Steve have known each other for a very long time when we really haven't seen each other much at all in the past few years. Just lives are busy now, so you know, even for me, this is just an excuse just to sit down with my friend. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. The podcast will evolve. Um, I'm very new to this. I mean, it's I just apologize talking. for my nasally voice. It's just talking. When I hear my own voice, I'm cringing. I'm like, what the fuck? So when I started, <laughs> when I started, it was a problem. But when I did the first Off The Mats number zero episode, just kind of, I was sitting there by myself for 20 minutes and giving an explanation. You know, that's actually the highest downloaded episode I've ever done. Second highest. Third highest. No, I'm sorry. Third highest um, episode I've ever done was number zero. And I lost. Like when I switched uh, platforms. I wiped the computer, and the episode's gone. Poof. In the ether. Um, so it'll never be heard again. But, but yeah, like when I heard that episode, I was like, ugh, is that me? I don't know if I want to do this. Then I sat down with my wife, and we recorded a couple different things. Because I was thinking maybe we should do a show together. And I'm not opposed to it still. But it just became more and more like, nope. <laughs> Exclusive. That's in the perfect spot to edit out. <laughs> um, but, um, but no, nah, it's like it's just talking, dude. And I mean, you're doing fine. I mean, I, like sometimes I got to tell you, like, hey, get closer to that mic. But um, no, nah, you're doing fine. I mean, and we're having fun. It's, it's like as, as we continue to grow, we're, we're you know we'll work out the kinks and figure it out. I mean, we're on episode four, maybe five. Um, I don't know which episode this is going to be four. Oh. Like, it, it, oh yeah, there's some lost. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm, nah f- trust me, I'm gonna fucking fix it because that 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 content was too good, dude. Like, the, and we kind of touched on a bunch of it here, though. So maybe, I don't know, we'll see. It'll be a bonus sometime down the line, episode fifty. <laughs> the um, OnlyFans page. Uh, but but nah, like, you know, we're only four episodes in, so you're not gonna come out the gate as rock stars. I mean, shit, Ultimates is at fifty six. We are not like RG3. We and, are not going to peak our rookie year. And at, at that many episodes, I'm just finding my groove. 50 episodes in. Just finding a groove. So, I mean, we're four here. We'll get it sorted. Of, and I honestly think our groove is a lot better right now. Like, because I feel like we found kind of a pace. We found our rhythm. It's just kind of... And even even when we transition, like, all right, let's talk about this beer. Like, ah, y'all know where we're going. We talk about this fucking beer now. And then it was like, all right, let's talk about our jackass. And then we go into our just regular discussions. Uh, you know, you've had a couple people make some suggestions for topics to talk about. I'm not opposed. So we'll, you know, we'll run with that. But, um, hey, if y'all got anything, concerns, questions, criticisms, I want to be a guest on the show. We're not opposed to having a guest on here. You got it's got to be in person. I, for this, I don't want to do remote guest. It's going to be too much uh, chaos. It can be done. I just don't want to do it. Fuck them. You come to me, bitch. Um, if y'all want to, you know, be on the show, be a guest, be a call in. I don't know. Just you know, reach out to us. Um, give so, us some likes. Yeah, give us some likes. Well, we're getting likes. We're getting likes. We're getting follows and everything. But it's just, we need to get the ears here now. So, y'all motherfuckers start listening. 
Uh, I guess if I say it, y'all motherfuckers start listening, y'all probably are listening. So <laughs> <laughs> tell a friend. Y'all motherfuckers keep listening. Subscribe. All that shit, son. But um otherwise, yeah, if y'all got any questions, concerns, let us know. Um we're around. Hit us on our Instagram, Steve's Instagram, STP313 on Instagram. I'm BJJ.wiki. Um, at least for me, that's where you're gonna get the better results of trying to contact me because all those other fucking accounts that I run, I don't, I don't fucking answer messages. Fuck y'all. Except for his OnlyFans, but we'll talk about that later. I mean, if, son, if I had OnlyFans, I wouldn't be doing this fucking podcast. I'd be over there fucking OnlyFansing it up right now, making money, bitch. Making your eight dollars. I'm doing. I'm doing this shit for free. <laughs> like at least I'm making eight dollars there, because that's the subscription price. <laughs> I have one <laughs> one viewer. Uh, maybe it was Sarah. <laughs> like I wish. Like she probably like get the fuck out of nah, here. Nah, it was probably don't. some creepy f- guy in like Alabama. Ugh. But you're making eight dollars. Probably looking at it like he would look good on top of my wife. It was like, Mm-mm. hey boy, <laughs> like she got all twelve of her teeth. I like your feet, son. I'm pretty sure I'm more than twelve, but all right. But um, all right, y'all. Thanks for listening, and we will be around. Peace out. Peace be with you. All right, don't fucking do that.